Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for a huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality. It's January 9th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. <laughs> I don't... Um, I, hi, guys. I hope you're having a good day. It's... Uh, well, it's another day in in <laughs> bizarro world. And also in paradise. It's like two timelines coming together. We're having a, a very interesting time of it. Um... We've got a few things set up to, to look at today, but just before we started the show, well, let me say, Walt, say hi to everybody. Walt's back. Uh, hello, everybody. It's good to be back. I hope we're having a good good time, and uh, we're going to do something fun for you. I hope you like it. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly. What are you doing fun? What? What are you going to do that's fun? Oh, Just, really? That's an excellent question because there's nothing hap- fun happening around. So thank you for correcting me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought I missed something. Hi, y'all. Hello. <laughs> I'm glad no, you're here, Walt. I really am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those people that don't know, he was on the Say What show. And um, when he started connecting... We couldn't hear him. He could. He wasn't being heard. We could hear him in the back, way on some mountain, three thousand miles away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I said, I said to the audience, to say, what audience? This is such a great test. If he can figure out how to get himself on this radio station, we're going to know he's back. And it didn't take you that long. I was so proud. I was like, oh my God, he's back. Yes, excellent. <laughs> so, so we were very, very happy. Um, Anyway, um, okay, so just before we started the show, uh, well, my, my cousin John, <clears throat> I love him dearly. He's one of these special, I call oh, these. Oh, wait a minute, Nancy. Um, they're saying in the chat room, your volume is low. I can hear you normal, but the chat room is not hearing you right. Okay, my volume is low. Yes, Nancy, your volume is low. And Joyful Soap says, yes! All caps, exclamation mark, explain. And then okay. Divine Character saying it too. Okay, um, you watch the chat there. I've, I've increased the sound on my microphone. I'm going to decrease the sound on their microphone. Let me know if it's balanced out, please. Um, I may be overriding them now. Give them a few seconds. Yeah, we got to give them a few seconds. And it could be that uh, Skype has changed something. You know how it does. 
I know. Yeah. Can't hear Nancy. Worldly friend is saying that now. Okay. Nancy, so, is your mic p- plugged in? They're asking if you're plugged in, even. <laughs> I want to say a bad word. You want to say the F word? Yes, because don't get me this so excited. <laughs> we we were doing we were doing fine um, earlier. All right, let me see what's happening here. Dolly, much louder than Nancy. Maybe I should whisper and you should yell and Walt should whisper. No, it shouldn't be this way. And I can't seem to pull up the settings that I need. Because this damn thing is here. Let me get rid of that. Okay, let me just see. What in the heck is happening? All right, I'm going to raise it here now. Let me know if I'm too loud or that it, if it took it all. Does it sound like I'm on? Give Hold me a second or two. All right, stop talking, Dolly. I want to see something. One, two, three, four. Yeah, it's coming over. It's showing that everything's going over the station and stuff. Is anybody out there that can respond? Hello? I don't know. She sounds perfect for me, so I don't know. Yeah, perfect for me, too. But I didn't want to say anything because she told me stop talking. All right, but what about chat? Look in chat and see if chat isn't moving at all. Oh, wait. Nancy is a tiny bit louder than this morning, but still low. Now it is at least audible. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is anybody out there hearing me now? I've I've increased it to the maximum. All right, we got to give them twenty seconds or so. Sorry, we hear listener. you, Nancy, but Dolly and Walt are louder. Walt and Dolly are very loud. Nancy's still low. All right, I'm still low. Every okay, we're gonna. Um, I'd have to reboot my entire. Comp- Oh God, this is so bad. Let me let me listen to this thing and see if I can hear something. Okay, so I'm really getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Rebooting is not a problem. Angels, fix the mic. Joyful self said that. That's a good idea. Please, angels, work on Nancy's computer and fix it for us all. Thank you, angels. Okay. Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Rebooting is not a problem. Angels, fix the mic. Joyful Soap said that. That's a good idea. Please I angel. do sound very, lo- very lo- loud. Computer and fix it for us all. Thank you, angels. Okay, is it any better now? Let- uh, nobody said anything. Hold on. Uh, hey, everyone, it's great to catch you live. Hope you get the sound levels working. So they evidently aren't. That was happy listener. Okay. Okay, is it any better now? I'm lowering mine since Hold on. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I can do that too, Walt. It's great to catch you live. I see. You get the sound 
levels working so they oh, have well, I'm listening. I'm listening to it on the on the, the phone, and I seem low, but not that low. No, I sound low. I'm lowering mine since. Oh, that's a good idea. I can do that too, Walt. I lowered mine. Am I any lower? You sound good. I'm listening to it on the, on the, the phone, and I seem low, but not that low. Okay, um, I, I, I am completely maxed out. You guys just lowered yourself. So, okay, wait a minute. Joyful Self says we can hear Nancy okay, so you can go on, I guess. Not any better, Nancy, and that's coming from a different one. <laughs> well, all I can say is I will be up on top of the microphone. I will talk, but, you know... If it gets really bad, we're going to have to reset. But I, I don't know. I mean, resetting is going to do what? You know, I mean, it was perfect. I haven't done any changes, but I don't want to reboot everything. Maybe if it if you guys are still complaining about it, then we'll reboot and we'll reset. But um, for right now, I'm going to assume that everything is okay. Because, I mean, I'm, I can't tell you. I could raise this, maybe. Um, okay, I just raised the microphone, but. Let me know. It, it's Nancy is okay. Not great. Just came okay. in louder. Yeah, if you are close to the mic, it sounds okay, Nancy. Well, I've almost got, the, well, I've actually got the mic in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> I've got everything maxed out. I mean, and I listened to the recording earlier today and it, you know, I mean, I didn't sound like I was having trouble. It's gremlins. Rosie, Rosie's the dragon. Rosie, please, you, you know, fix this stuff. I mean, it's like. <laughs> Did you notice if during the during the break, uh, Skype upgraded something? No, no, oh, no, okay. it didn't. It didn't. Oh wait, divine user says that's great now. Thanks, Nancy. Oh, oh, divine user. Okay, she's the one that seems to have the most problems <laughs> with it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's she's my mo my my sound monitor. Okay, so we're good to go. We think maybe <laughs> we'll give it a try. Um, so my my cousin John, he's a very sweet sweet guy, and he's one of these people that has begun to understand. Well, he's he's been into it for a bit now. Pan pandemic thing sort of got him waked up, woke up, and I don't like the word woke. He's been awakened. Um, and so he sends me things that he sees, you know, and this one was a video that was put together with all of this. I mean, they, they just had something like 5,000 hours of video from the, I don't know, five hours of the January 6th situation. And I'll get you the link so that you guys can look at this because I highly recommend you look at it. The reason being is that I will. I, I. I. You know. You know. I will monitor Fox all day long, and even on the sixth, I was monitoring it. I never got the perspective of how big this thing really was, because when they were able to present this film, I kind of thought it was one area of the building that they broke through. No, they had the building surrounded, and there were. They, they actually traced, because they could trace uh, using traffic cams and stuff, 
the the crowds and a crowd was coming from this place and a crowd was coming from this place meanwhile the million and a half that were in front of trump were he was still there they had busted into the to the building before he ever finished his speech right i mean it was like Okay, so he had nothing to do. It wasn't his crowd. It was these three separate crowds that came together and surrounded the, the, uh, the, the what do they call it, House of Congress. So, but then they took it into the crowd and they started analyzing the people, watching the people. And there was this one guy, Epps, what's his name, Phil Epps? Is that what it is? Ray Epps. Ray, Ray, Ray Epps. Now, Ray Epps had a red MAGA hat on, and he had been filmed the day before talking about, you know, storming the Capitol type of stuff. Riling uh, the people go, up. Yeah, getting them all riled up. And he had actually been seen in the crowd, and people were pointing him out. He was identified very early in the, in the investigation. And as yet, a fed. He, as a fed. He, yeah. Yeah, actually, he was talking to this one group, trying to get them all excited, and they started saying, no, no, and then they started chanting, fed, 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 fed. So they knew, the crowd knew, at that in that area, that this guy was trying to incite a riot, that he wasn't one of them, because they weren't into rioting. You know, so they go around and they start following this Ebbs guy around. Well, every time there was a, uh, how would you call it? Um, what the hell? Oh, Uprising? <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, <laughs> I accidentally set that off. I'm looking at my my screen. I'm going, what's wrong with it? I had the settings for Skype up, and I accidentally tested the, tested the sound system, <laughs> and then a complete confusion on my part. What are we doing? Why? Who's calling me? I was calling myself. Anyway, <laughs> so they're following him around, and every time there was a breach in the police lines, the there was Epps whispering in somebody's ear. So, I mean, it was so obvious that this, and he, the day, th that day, sent an email, I think it was, to his nephew and said, I orchestrated this thing. He said it. It, it was a text message, even. A text message, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, 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 I mean, I, I, they said in the, in the film that he had finally got arrested and was given some time in prison or something. It went so fast what they said there, I didn't quite get it. But I thought he had been completely exonerated. Nobody was looking at him. So there might have been so much pressure on it that, um, you know, they finally did look at it. Uh, but um, it, it was the, 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 the police. This, this is, this is what, what was so really stunning about it. The police cameras on some of these officers that's what they were using so you were kind of behind the scenes where the police were overhearing what they were saying amongst themselves and after a few hours of this they started saying we've been set up we've been set up and they all started agreeing to it that they they had been set up to fail 
So the police, the Capitol Police realized that they had been set up to fail. Uh, anyway, uh, like I say, the perspective of how many people that it was really surrounding it, that it was a, you know, there was violence. Um, the Tucker Carlson tape release didn't show any violence. They showed him just walking around and, you know, um, but th- there definitely was violence, but it was all perpetrated by the police. I mean, it got comical because some of these police officers, they need to to get out of that occupation. Yes, they do. I mean, the incompetence of some of these these police officers was stark. You know, one guy is is saying to, to them, no, don't fire the tear gas because it's blowing back at us. And the next not even, you know, what they say, a few minutes later, he's asking for ammunition and he starts firing at him himself, even though a few minutes before he said, this is stupid. And it was stupid. They were firing at the crowd. The crowd would pick up the device and throw it back at him. <laughs> the wind was blowing the smoke at the police. Yeah. They didn't have gas masks on. And they kept firing these things until they ran out of ammunition. But at, at some point, it becomes obvious that the, the police are being used for something. They're, they're, they're being used against the people and manipulating that. Because look at the thing that happened here in Minneapolis, where uh, this guy played a role, whether whether he was acting or not acting, but he played a role in, in uh, killing that black guy by putting his knee, his uh, uh, his knee against his his neck, and then the person died. And then the, you see images of this black guy is actually was actually alive. Then there are other pictures of that of that uh, uh, police. I mean that I mean that uh, that uh, that officer was showing up in other photos. And they, and it shows that there's two officers that look alike. So it's like somebody's organizing this manipulation of setting up the police to do these acts. It, it doesn't. It's not a, it's accidental at all. At all. It's like oh, everything is under some carefully crafted plan. Well, actually, Floyd did not die. Mm. Of- any strangulation or pressure on his body. This is the autopsy. Okay? He died of fentanyl poisoning. Mm. I mean, the whole thing was a lie to begin with. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the uh, I'm trying to think of who it was. They made a call to the uh, autopsy doctor. Because I've heard a number of uh, interviews. One with uh, Tucker and the chief of the uh, congressional police force. And he believed he had been set up. He had called for assistance from the um, uh, National Guard. And, he, he, well, first off, he had called Pelosi and Schumer and said, you, you, you've got to give me permission to bring in the National Guard. And, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it, is what you got back. And this went on for two hours or something. And finally, he made a direct call going against protocol to the highest commander of the National Guard in the D.C. area. There was a whole contingency of National Guard, you know, a few blocks away. 
And so the chief of the Congress Congressional House, they they said, please, you know, we need help here. Uh, yes, you're going to get permission. They're, 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 they're discussing it right now. You're going to get permission, but I need you here right now. And they, they said, okay, we'll be right back with you. And they come back and they said, uh, no, we don't like the optics. We're not going to help you. That was what he he said. You know, and why is he going to lie about it? I mean, he's he's got proof. He's got all sorts of proof that what he's saying is true because it was all being documented as it happened. Now, so, what what are they referring to exactly when they say optics? I don't like that. We don't like the optics. Okay, well, what optics? Explain. Well, that's the that's the question. You know, you're not you're not you don't who knows. But that was once <laughs> they made. I thought he meant that. By optics, I thought he meant that the police are way outnumbered, and they uh, they're in great confusion because they're being given confusing and uh, conflicting uh, directions by whoever was in the top, which I believe was Pelosi, because I saw a thing that said she was in charge of the whole debacle. Her and Schumer, so I thought the National Guard was referring to the outnumbering of the police. Well, they had they had um, police up and down the avenues protecting National Guard, protecting the streets. And remember the thing that the two police officers are talking, and it's like, who cares about the streets? Save the building. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> You know? One of them said they're going to burn the building down. Yeah. The <laughs> ones that were going to burn the building down were the police who were shooting off those <laughs> things. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, they were even using the, this weapon, the discharge, I don't know, 10 rubber bullets at one firing. Yeah. And this guy, it hit him in the in the cheek and put a hole, a big hole, like at least Here's an inch, cheek. right? Yeah, you know, through his cheek. cheek. He, oh had a, he had a, a bandage in his mouth that you could see the bandage through the hole in his cheek. Now, what if Coming that out had, his mouth, yeah. Yeah, what if that had hit an eye or something? I the, know. The, the other thing that was just like, no, I've never heard about it, okay? They had two men who died of heart attacks. Yeah. Right there. Two men. Mm -hmm. And that you you saw them, and like one of them was down for 13 minutes with no vitals, and they're still working on them. I mean, it was like the the protesters were helping, the, the some of the police officers were helping, but two of them died before they ever breached the building. And then there was this one area of the building where they had like a tunnel, and the police had had uh, retreated through this tunnel, and the protesters followed them in so it, then it got dangerous for the protesters because they were all combined in, in you know there there was they showed a few pictures of people who looked like they were in distress like they were pushed up against a wall and it seemed like they may be having you know breathing problems but then some young woman um got trampled now that was she when died yeah she died there and and yeah. one of one of the protesters said, oh, she ain't going to make it. I mean, he, whatever he saw, because you sh they showed her, but, you know, not 
you didn't it wasn't gory you didn't see any of the gore and stuff but he felt that she she was dead when he first saw her right there when it was happening um they didn't get into some of the other well the the ashley uh, babbitt one they had a photographer who happened to be walking behind abbott filming and it's all on film she was murdered yeah absolutely murdered there she wasn't holding a weapon there was no threat to breach the door that this police officer fired so the door wouldn't they weren't breaching it it, it was like whoa whoa all all on film so again you know their narrative the democratic narrative does not fit the film at all and you can see i mean it was that epps guy walking around whispering at somebody like i remember this the first time he did it he walked up to some guy now it's not like he knows the guy because the guy was you know up against one of the barriers and he walks up to him so he's not hanging out with them. You don't see them together. All of a sudden, he walks up behind him, whispered in his ear, and the guy immediately, immediately attacked the fence and, and started pushing it. Okay? And then there was another episode very similar to that where the, the guy comes up, whispers in his ear, and he grabbed a whole section of, like, chain-link fence or something and just started pulling on it. And the damn thing gave way the whole... It had to have been a hundred feet of fencing. Just can't, I mean, this one guy did it. It so, was as if the guy was triggered by Epps. Yeah. Okay, you do this, and it looked like it was a setup that the fence was already waiting to be taken down. And w- the way I saw it, this one guy just ripped a hundred feet of fence. You know, he took it at one end and he started walking, and it just came with him. I, I mean, that- I. Mean, Yes, that fence had on it the signs that said, uh, don't go beyond this fence. Right. That, w- that was the other thing they pointed out, was that the crowd itself was kept from seeing the signs that said, this is restricted space, don't cross it. Yes. You know, to them, it looked like open doors. Um, and then there was that one guy that, I don't know, he was he was a stupid ass. He's climbing up the outside of the stairwell thing that goes to the second story. And he's up there, and they started firing at him or something. They threw something at Oh, I know. This was the other thing. They were spraying inflammable liquid on him. Yes. And this one guy started, he was burning. Put me out, put me out. And, you know, they're, so anyway, somebody did, sprayed him with that stuff. And so he started to go back the way he had come up. And one police officer reached over and pushed him. And he fell like 25 feet and ended up, well, he's got post-traumatic stress and he's got broken up feet and stuff. Well, they, they sprayed that, the uh, not the flam was it the flammable or the other poisonous gas, in his eyes. It was and the flammable stuff they said on the tape. And that is when he he started falling, and he broke his ankle, and he had to go through like four surgeries. And no, he got pushed, Dolly. Oh, he got pushed. 
he got pushed because he got so far out. And then you see him reacting. Some cop went over and sprayed him. Yeah. And he started back and he was about, I'd say, maybe five feet away from where he stopped and was on his way back. When it was very clear, I saw a police officer reach over and push him. Oh, off. Geez. Oh my That's gosh. attempted murder, by the way. Yeah, it is. Uh, so the so, the police were in on it from the very beginning. No, they weren't. They were set up. They it's weren't? just you got a lot of lousy police officers that were, you know, at one point, uh, I think it was the girl that was trampled. Um, and this police officer said, so is this a protester? And the other one said, yes. And he said, F her. I mean, there, there was some hateful things set, set on that video by the police. Because, I mean, you know, people want to say, oh, the police are the best thing in the world. Well, to a degree. Some of them are, some of them are not. Some police officers are bullies. Yep. You know? All the way and, through, yeah. Yep. And you can't, you can't, it's how do you weed these people out? You don't know it until you're in a situation where they're, you know, bullies. And, I'm, you know, so I can understand the uh, people having very bad experiment, experiences with police officers. And there's others that will, you know, they run into buildings where nobody else would go. They they put their, I, I mean, I have a tremendous respect and love for most police officers. But there are bad apples. And you could hear it. You could hear the ones that were like, this is crazy. What are we doing here? And the ones that were like, you know, F them. And into it, you feel the excitement, you know, when somebody's in, in that kind of hyper excitement state. It, it was phenomenal. Film. No, I was wondering if those policemen were uh, were paid to be pretend to be a policeman. That's how how much they were bullying and they were uh, attempting murder stuff on the crowd and. I couldn't believe that policemen would be that evil. Yeah. I, it was awful. Yeah. Did you put that link in the chat room for the people? I'm going to get it right now. Um, so these are cabal policemen. They work for the cabal. Well, that's what I was wondering, Walt. It sounds uh, like it. They were so mean. I don't. I hope they weren't real policemen, because if they were, they need to be uh, put before a firing squad for the <laughs> way they were treating the people. Uh, I'm trying to find the the thing. Um, yeah, like I say, it was it was difficult to watch, but it was so. I just, I have a whole different version of what really happened that day after watching that. It was eye-opening. Yeah, they had four screens up at some times to show people what was happening. You know, like one of, well, some of the time it was Trump speaking. And as they're breaching the facilities, Trump is still speaking. And he's he's saying, you know, go peacefully and, and this sort of thing. And... As he's saying it, they had already breached the, the building. So, you know, all I, all I can tell you is that 
it, 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 to, to understand January 6th, I think you have to see this film. And it's free. They're not charging anybody for it. So. Who put that film together? I'm not even sure. Let me see. I got it up. I just put it up there. Where did I put it? Oh, God. They did a good job. They did a very good job. And I suspect they did it fairly fast. It's called the Open Link. Well, I don't know. Is that an L or a K? I mean, an I. Ink. Open Ink. Open dot ink. I've never seen anything quite like that before. Um, wonder what this is, actually. And they, they tell you, you know, they give you a lot to read, but you really have to see the video to be able to understand. Okay, here's the about thing. Let me see what it says about this, this, this particular thing. Open Inc., a revolutionary platform designed to bring you the most comprehensive and curated information from open records, research, and archival writings. Our mission is to provide an unparalleled experience of readers, writers, researchers, preserving important historical information that you may not find anywhere else. Wow. It's got a powerful index search engine. It's specifically trained to help you access information from diverse sources. I'm going to have to really look at this thing. Yeah. Because this has a feel to it of something I've never... You know, open that link up, guys, and, and tell me. You know, it just has a different feel than any website I've ever been on before. Open Inc. Open dot Inc. Okay, so we covered that. Um, what was what? What else were we gonna do to it? Oh, I know. This is the. Well, yeah, we could do this. You, you, we can save the uh, your your links there. The good information for part two. Okay. Okay. I got no problem with it. Okay. This is this is a. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of. I don't even know where I got this, but it's Peggy Hall. Now Peggy Hall was a, a very successful entrepreneur, who during the covid crisis the pandemic became very concerned because none of it was making sense to her so she started looking at it she's i got a really good legal mind she started to work she's in california she started to work to get the mask mandates down and uh just did a whole bunch of legal stuff which she would tell you how you could keep yourself from from being forced into a vaccinate i mean a lot of really but it was all california you know, she was focused on California. So she's done a great deal of, of very, very good work. But this one is is really different because it's on Florida, Dolly. Oh? Uh-huh. And, this isn't uh, the lady you did this morning, is it? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just going to play this because you're not going to quite... I mean, you and I have loved what the governor has done for the for the state the same uh, but i gotta just uh, i haven't been liking him so much lately 
I agree. I I've said this. I'm, I don't trust him. Yeah. I can't tell. I just can't shake it. Right. 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 And there. And there, over the years, there's been a couple of. Remember that the state of Florida passes their legislature passes a law. It has to be signed into law by the governor. And DeSantis has signed laws into effect that I don't really like. There's a lot of things wrong with some of these laws. Very subtle things, but, you know, like, well, yeah, it looks like that, but what does it really mean? And this this just, I just shook my head because it's, it, well, I'm just going to play it because it's so long. I want her to be able to tell you exactly what it is. It's 18 minutes long, but it, it's it's easy listening. She's easy to listen to. Hey, friends, it's Peggy Hall back with you from the healthyamerican.org. Be sure that you're on my free Substack. That is over at peggyhall.substack.com. If you expand the description box below, you're going to see a lot of helpful tips and links and other information in term, uh, as well as how to get in touch with me and how to send me a card in the mail. I got so many wonderful cards and letters and gifts from all of you over the holidays, and I can't wait to share some of these on the show. What I'm going to share with you today is this crazy phenomenon where Florida government officials are resigning in droves. Let me know if you live in Florida. Let me know if you know of any of these people. Maybe it's even you. And it is absolutely stunning. In all places, Florida, what law they passed, what they are requiring these government officials to do, and I'm not calling them public serpents today because I don't know them. I don't know what shenanigans or hogwash they may have been involved in. I can speak very clearly about that in California. So I will just use the phrase, government officials. And I'm going to share with you these astounding um, requirements now that they are uh, required to undergo. And I would like to hear from you where you fall on this debate, because on the one hand, I can kind of see what uh, is required and why that might be useful. But on the other hand, it seems excessive and intrusive. And it reminds me back when people were doing their religious exemptions and they had to answer all sorts of crazy questions like how much junk food do you eat? How much do you exercise? Do you use Q-tips and Kleenex? Do you go to the dentist? Really? I would like to know uh, the Let's talk about all of the different protected classes. We've got age, we've got gender, we've got race, we've got ethnicity, we've got uh, medical uh, characteristics, and then we also have your religious characteristics. So I would just like to know where the uh, questionnaire is for the gay people, and I would like to know where it is for the people over 50, and I would like to know where the questionnaire is for people that are white. How come only the people that have a religious belief are the ones that have to undergo this uh, Spanish Inquisition? All right. I'm getting on a little bit of a rant here. But what I want to talk about is in the state of Florida and government officials are resigning in droves. Let me just read you a, a, a list of the people that I found. So here we go. It's like they didn't resign over some, I guess this is its own infectious disease because it has to do with a new law that was passed that just went into effect. And I'm going to tell you what that is in just a moment, but here are the people that are resigning. Most of the North Palm Beach Village Council have resigned, including the mayor. And in Eagle Lake, they also, basically the city council and the mayor, they're, they're just walking off the job. The Naples vice mayor announced his resignation December 31st. 
Dunellen, I don't know some a lot of these towns, Dunellen's mayor and a council member stepped down. Four out of the five St. Pete Beach City Council members resigned. Hey, this is good news for any of you if you want to get a job as a government official and make some changes. But wait until I tell you what is required. This is only half the list. The mayors in Cedar Key and Williston also announced their departures. At least eight elected officials in Pinellas, I'm not sure the uh, pronunciation, county, um, have left office or plan to. And two Daytona Beach Shores city commissioners have walked off the job. Also, a city commissioner in Fort Myers Beach, one in Jacksonville Beach, one in Bradenton Beach, and two in Bartow. Four of the five McIntosh town uh, council members have left. Two council members in Orange City, one in Sanibel, and a town commissioner in Longboat Key are gone. The town of Reddick has lost its entire city council and the mayor. It's just the city clerk is running the business there of, of the town. Can you believe that? Now, let me tell you exactly what's going on. So, you know, like in California, horrendous laws have uh, gone into action now. Hopefully some of those will be repealed. But in Florida, this is a new law where there was a change to the ethics commission, uh, many changes to the ethics commission laws. And this requires the city and the municipal elected officials to fill out something called Form 6. And let's just hop right on over and take a look at this Form 6, shall we? I will have a link to it in my Substack, peggyhall.substack.com. And I'm not going to make you sit through this, but I just wanted to show it to you. This is Form 6 from the Florida Commission on Ethics. And it is it says 2022 because that uh, already existed, but now there is a new law whereby the municipal government officials are going to have to fill this out. And I'm going to tell you exactly what it says. So here's all of the instructions. <laughs> yeah, it's very small print, so I'm not going to um, make you read that, but I'm going to summarize that for you, and then we'll look at a couple of specifics. So the question is, is DeSantis going to replace these local officials? I mean, how exactly is that going to work? We've got entire towns that do not have anyone. I personally would say that's a good thing, right? I think it's awesome when our government is uh, not in session. I, I wish that in California, they only met like, you know, once every quarter, kind of like, uh, what was it? The emergency management council in Orange County. Didn't you know the emergency was so dire and so catastrophic in the county of Orange, California, that the emergency management council met by email um, quarterly. Yeah, because they really wanted to keep, you know, a tab on uh, the pulse of what was going on in the county. So maybe it's better that these city councils are not going to be in session. So I want to tell you, so now they have to disclose their finances at a very detailed level, the same way that state and county officials have had to do. But now it's happening for the city officials as well. So, you know, the governor has had to do this. The, um, you know, elected representatives at the state level. But here now, the city and municipal elected officials, they are required to disclose their personal finances to the dollar. Now you may say, I think that's a great thing. And I'd love, I can't wait to see your comments. But when we break this down, it's like 
seriously, the amount of time and effort that is involved, wait until I tell you what they have to do. I understand that we don't want any conflict of interest, but in many cases, these city council members, like they're not even making any money. It's not like they are a state legislator. Um, and I don't even know how much money they make in the state of Florida, but let's say they make, I don't know, $150,000. And you know, and I know that these positions often can open the door to different kind of fraud and graft and grift and all of that, because you've got people probably coming at them that want a favor done and they'll, you know, uh, maybe grease the wheel as the saying goes. So, yes, they are open in these positions to fraud and abuse. And there are other types of oversight. So on the one hand, I can see that that would be good to disclose any um, you know, conflict of interest. But wait until you hear what they have to do. So um, under Florida law, each municipality is responsible for, well, in order to fill, fill these vacancies. Now, I'm just um, reading a little bit from a news story here. So either it's either in their city charter or their ordinance, they have a procedure whereby they will fill those vacancies. I think it's a great opportunity for people who do want to do that and who have a very sim simple financial picture, because here is what is going to be required in order to um, add transparency to these offices because they do make decisions regarding money. Trust me, I have seen a lot of what goes on in Orange County, California, in terms of these multi-million, you know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars passing, billions of dollars passing through that chamber. And it's like, where is it going? You know, some of it looks like it's going to their cronies. So here's what they must do. They have to reveal their entire net worth. Okay. If you were a government official, would you feel comfortable doing this? Your entire network, including the dollar amounts in your bank accounts, your 401k plans, and, and all other assets, including your household goods, you're going to need to have somebody come in and give you an assessment on your computers, your refrigerator, um, any bang bangs you might have, your uh, jewelry, everything, your art, your heirlooms, all of that will have to be assessed. Uh, personal effects, right? Maybe you own something that is of value. Property, cash that you have, stocks, bonds, CDs, business interest. I think business interest would be one for me that it seems reasonable that you would need to say, hey, I am on this board of directors that we're about to donate money to for, from our city council. I think that would be important. So I don't think that is that nosy to say like, the business interest, beneficial interest in trust, any money owed, any, any money that people owe you, you have to write down in this form six, and any investments um, that, that you have. You must list any source of income over $1,000 in the previous calendar year. So they would have to do this for all of 2022. And liabilities in excess of $1,000, meaning everyone that you owe money to. Now they're going to know all about your credit card. And, you know, maybe you had some very personal private investments, or maybe you needed to take out a loan for, I don't know, dental work. And you don't want people to know that you had to have bridge work done or any other medical uh, conditions or procedures. I mean, come on. This really rubs me the wrong way. Now, the good news, I guess, the silver lining of this is if you um, don't file, there will be a fine of $25 a day. There's a maximum penalty of $1,500. So 
if not, not me, of course, but if someone were in public office and they're like, huh, do I have to go through all of this in the granular detail as the expression goes and have some kind of assessor and CPA? I mean, think of all the money that it's all the time and money it's going to take to get all that information. And then it's going to be made visible to the public. Hello, aren't you putting yourself at risk? People are going to know what you have in your home. You don't think they're not going to come now. There could be opportunity for fraud and burglary and, and worse. And besides, if somebody knows now that a council member owns two homes and has a million dollars in the bank, now they also are opening themselves up to lawsuits. And there are plenty of frivolous lawsuits where an attorney doesn't care. They're just throwing a dart at the board to try to see if a judge will rule in their um, favor in order. And then the person has to defend themselves. I mean, come on, I would take the $1,500 penalty rather than go through all that. However, they could also remove you from your position or suspend you from your position or employment. And if you leave something off of this form, the penalty is, a. am just reading it here, a reprimand, a demotion, a reduction in salary, impeachment, or a civil penalty up to a maximum of $20,000. Now, I could see if this was happening in California. I mean, I kind of would expect it more, you know, in California, but I certainly don't expect it in Florida of all places. So let me go on here. It says that um, many who are resigning see this requirement as an invasion of privacy and more government intrusion. And they didn't expect that when they ran for office. Now, here is an example. The North Palm Beach Village Mayor, David Norris, let me know if you live in that area, resigned in tears because he said he is a partner in a law firm. And that law firm prohibits these types of financial disclosures. Remember, it could open that up to the law firm or others having these frivolous lawsuits or just exposing them to other kinds of um, corruption and fraud. And I don't think it's a good idea. Others said that it would be weaponized against them by bad actors, right? Others pointed out that the unexpected additional cost for a CPA to fill this out, it's a very complicated form with heavy penalties. Um, it's like, why would I keep this position? I'm not even, it's not like I'm making money. I'm doing this as a public servant, and this is how you're responding. There was also concern that this is going to frighten away good candidates from running for office. And remember, the more local these races, in my opinion, the I think that there is more opportunity for you to have an impact if you are involved in the local politics. And trust me, they can be just as um, corrupt as the higher level. But there are people that want to get on the, you know, the school board that want to get on the city council. Look at my friend, Renette Senum. She was on the city council in the town where she grew up and she was a mayor for two terms. I think going into her second or third term, she resigned because she's like, I don't like the way this is going. And she is, you know, a person in favor of freedom. So not every single government official is a public serpent. And I believe this is going to scare away a lot more. So, um, the former Sarasota County Sheriff and current District 3 candidate, Tom Knight, is not in favor of this either. He says they often vote. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Other people have said they're in favor of it. 
uh, stating they often vote on contracts and zoning issues representing millions and even billions of dollars. To those who refuse to fill out the form and plan to resign, I say it's probably for the best. What say you? Let me tell you a little bit about this form. So you have to fill it out. You have until July to fill it out for the previous year. So I guess they could have stayed in office for a few months, apparently. Um, So it is the governor, lieutenant governor, cabinet members, members of the legislature, state attorneys have to do this, public defenders, clerks of circuit courts, sheriffs, tax collectors, property appraisers, supervisors of elections, county. What I would like to see is their bank account before the election and after the election. That's the only thing that matters to me. Yeah, let me see your bank account before and after. I think that would paint a better picture. All elected superintendents of schools, members of school district boards, the mayor and members of the city councils, judges, um, superintendent of schools, members of the Florida Housing Finance Corporation Board, each expressway authority, transportation authority, Bridget, it goes on and on and on. So this is nothing new. What's new is that it is the city council members and the lower elected uh, members that have to do it. Many of these positions are paid positions like the bridge authority, the toll authority. These are people's jobs, full-time jobs. But I do think that some of this is intrusive and excessive. They want your credit card numbers. You think it's a good idea for you to give your credit card numbers to your state government? Yeah, I don't think that's such a great idea. They want to know your debit card number, your bank account number, uh, brokerage account number, uh, all of this. Um, It just goes on and on. Your net worth, the value of all assets over $1,000, as I said earlier, the amount of each liability that you have reported. I mean, this is stunning to me. Um, You have to describe and state the value of each asset you have that is valued at more than $1,000. This is stunning. All of your real real estate, okay? The actual street address. Now, some people have their property held in trust to protect them from somebody trying to go after and get their property. So all of this now is going to be public record. Um, You have to, you cannot just say, you know, stocks and bonds. You have to have every single investment that you are invested in. I just think this is stunning. It goes on and on and on. So my question for you, I will have a link for you at the Substack where you can read this. You have to report all of your secondary sources of income. Wow. It just goes on and on. So I want to take a look at your comments. What do you think? Do you think this is something that is reasonable, that is um, attainable, Do you think this is going to have any impact on uh, people running for office? Do you think it's long overdue that people are held accountable? So what'd you think of that? What is the the purpose of this? I mean, uh, do they want to scare away the... the the possible... uh, uh, the people that are going to be doing the job, they won't, won't scare them away. You don't want them anymore. That, well, that, that's, I, that's horrible. I, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, when when she first, when I first started seeing what it was about, I thought, well, this is interesting because I mean, I haven't, you know, <laughs> I understand local government, and um, 
one of the best stories that will give you the complete look at Miami, uh, Southern Florida, probably every place. This person was complaining to my friend about not getting this zoning. It's He said it's a simple zoning change, and, and the guy just won't give it to me. And so she said, well, did you use the $50? And this was a while back when $50 was worth something. And he said, what are you talking about? And she said, well, you got to go in and talk to him again, and you put a $50 bill on the desk, and you'll see how fast you get your the pass. And, and, and it, that's exactly what happened. You know, it was like everybody was bribing everybody. It was it's the way it's done. And uh, so I understand, you know, trying to get a handle on that because it's not good. But I just don't understand how this is going to help anybody. I mean, how what's the purpose of this? Except like you're saying, Walt, to discourage people who are not. You know, I mean that to 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 go along with that and think it's a good idea, you're into good big government. Okay, if you if you're not into big government, you're not going to play. So yeah, it's like we talk about going to the community and getting involved in the community affairs and stuff, and this is the way we get back to democracy and a republic kind of concept. And um, now now you look at it and you go. Holy moly, you know, the government's going to just destroy that option of going to the to the decentralization because the only people that will play the game are the people that are big enough to hide everything that they're doing behind the scenes, the true crooks. It, it's real. But, it, but again, Dolly, the state of Florida. That made me sick to my stomach. Oh. Yeah. And DeSantis signed it. Oh, jeez. But, see, I don't feel that is DeSantis. I know by looking, that is not the DeSantis that we knew and loved. That that is something else. I don't know what it is. Um, it, It doesn't look even like our DeSantis. I don't know why he was replaced. I don't know who replaced him, but he's been replaced for a while now. I uh, I don't even... Huh? You've said that before, and I can't disagree with you. I don't see things as clear as you do, but um, yeah, it's... it's, (sighs) I just, I just hope Donald Trump wins. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, he let, he will never win an election. Ooh, they Trump? they've already got it rigged. That's why they're all sitting. Well, no, not. That's why you see Biden say, "Oh, it's okay, nothing to worry about." Yeah, right. It's because everything, at least according to the way the Democrats are thinking, the deep state is thinking, it's already rigged, the election. But I keep thinking something has to happen between now and the election. Something huge is going to happen between now and the election. That's the way I think, and that's my thinking, y'all. 
so uh, don't take it to the bank. <laughs> um, is this the rapture? Is it the second coming of Jesus? Is it, they've got so many different stories about the end times. and Right. But it feel it does definitely feel like kind of an end times thing. I was talking. I was talking to the cats earlier. They weren't talking back to me, Dolly. So don't panic. Uh, <laughs> she don't panic. That they're not talking back. <laughs> well, what happened was that there was a, a let's say an argument between Mom and Drew, and it's screaming. You know, so I go back there, and Callie, Mama was just. Her the first standing up, she is so angry, and <clears throat> Drew is like, "I didn't do anything. No, nope, not me." You know, and she, so I I stayed a little bit and you know loved on them both. And I said, "Look at guys, the world is in an e- interesting energy field, and it's not good. So will you please just chill out? Chill out. We're going to be fine, but right now, chill out." And we're going to chill out. We're going to take a little somewhere over the rainbow and we'll be right back to the second hour of Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's January 9th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Um, Just remember, Dave said that uh, this year is going to be showing people, revealing to people what's been going on the past few years um, because they are at the point where they're going to start um, believing what they're seeing. And uh, this we're going to see some horrendous things like that January 6th thing, showing people. Um, <coughs> I forgot what else I was going to point out, uh, but I'm done right now. <clears throat> okay. Um, Walt, did you want to say anything about what we talked about in the first hour? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know about the thing on the, that happened. I heard so much about it, but I never heard a, a final verdict. Okay, what was the purpose of this? Who Who orchestrated this and... Who had this? Who who ended up winning out of this? Was this a, a, cabal, a cabal manipulation, or they control things? I don't know. It was. Well, I, I guess I'm tired of it. <laughs> well, you want my take on it, or are you too tired to listen? You don't want to hear it. Oh, sure. If it's if you have an interesting story, sure, go right ahead. One of the things about the the, uh, proceedings where they were inside and they were tracking time-wise the uh, certification process. And the certification process required that the House and the Senate get together and they certified the election of 2020. But there was state representatives in in the two that were up was um, uh, Cruz and I'm trying to think of who the other guy was. But two of them were saying, um, we want to have a, stop these proceedings to certify to look at this particular state. They were just talking about their state because this state had found irregularities in the election. Okay. Now, there was, to my knowledge, many more people, I can't remember the number, but there were many more states that were the representatives in the Senate or the Congress that you had to have certain requirements to make this, you know, to go before and say, no, please stop. Um, So they're in the process of doing that when 
they breached the, the, the building. So they had to be ushered out. And this thing went on and on and on. And that was another thing I'm going like, aren't these people tired? I mean, it just went on for hours. And yet when they finally got it taken care of and cleared the building, they brought back, I don't think it was, it was a quorum, but I don't think there were, it was, certainly wasn't filled with the same people that had left the building under duress, you know, um, and they certified it. Okay, so without, without adjudicating the uh, objections that had already been presented. So who won that day? The people that wanted 2020 certified. That's who won. Now, maybe white hats were behind it because they wanted to lose the election because they wanted people to wake up to the fact that, you know, we're not just telling you stories. Here's what reality is if, if this was what happened. You know, and make it happen so that people will wake up. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, don't, I'm a representative of God. I'm not God. <laughs> I don't know these things. But this brings us to something here. Um, well, do you want to say something more on that? Did I answer it sort of fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, Dolly wanted to answer somebody's question <clears throat> regarding the popcorn people versus the the uh, posse. Do you want to do that now, Dolly? Sure. Um, there is a difference when when we say that I can talk to the other side, or that means the popcorn group, uh, the posse, and Dave. When I talk with them, interact with them, they talk in general terms. They talk about the world events, um, the city events. They talk about uh, family, like gangster family events or, or good family events. When I talk to individuals, that are concerned with individuals on this side or vice versa. People here are asking me about individuals over on the other side. That's, they just talk about that person because they don't know uh, universal things. They just are talking about the person, they, their loved ones. Um, so, when you ask me, when I'm talking to the posse or Dave, or interacting with the popcorn group, uh, just remember, I'm talking to everybody, just remember, I cannot give you details on individuals. If you want to know about individuals, I have to be talking with you like one-on-one. -on -one. Because you need to get permissions in there. You don't, do, you don't want the whole world to hear you on the radio talking about some something, a, a loved one that's between you and a loved one. So that's the difference. That's why you don't hear me uh, nine times out of ten talking individual to individual. 
you will hear me talk Dave Posse and uh, Popcorn Group. Uh, I hope that. Well, I thought the question was more like, what's the difference between the Posse and the Popcorn Group? Oh, well, okay. I can explain that, too. The Posse... Uh, they they like to come in and share things with me. The popcorn group, they like to be like in the audience. They're in the uh, audience seats, and they like to see. Okay, now now what are they up to, Dolly and the posse and Dave? What are they saying? Um, and if they disagree, they will make it known that that I should shut up about that or that they disagree and I, I can share it with everybody. Or uh, They like to be comedians when I share them with y'all. Like the, the last time, I remember they all of a sudden they all get up out of their chairs and they have long-handled mops in their hands and they're mopping the the ceilings and the walls and the floors. Oh, that's when I was talking. Uh, it was cleaned up. Now we're going to be seeing things. Well, they were they were making fun of me saying it was cleaned up. So that's the kind of thing they do. They or we'll be having a good time together, and and they want to exhibit. They're enjoying our interactions the posse and dave and and y'all and me there so they throw popcorn at each other <laughs> they are more fun type overseers of what the posse dave and we all are doing together does that help that's very interesting you you've never said that they were the overseers before um, question here. So, the posse and the um, popcorn eaters are from the same. Is it like, are they from the same place? Let's just give it this vague thing of place. Are they in the same? Can you give me more on that? Well, even the posse members are from different places. Oh, okay. But they get together for to talk with us. The popcorn peoples are from different places, but they decided they wanted to uh, check in on us, to oversee what we're doing, what we're saying. Um, and they're from different places, too, because all these different places interact with each other at different times with different groups of them interacting, uh, uh, different individuals in the groups interacting, that kind of thing. But it's it's all, they're different, they're from different places, but it's all t one thing joined together. It's all one, what they're talking about and doing and watching, it's all for it's for the good of everyone of everything so uh it's a conglomeration i hope that i said that right okay now i'm getting now i'm getting a better view of what who we've, we've been talking to for all these years <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. No, that all makes very much sense. Now, um, you do have some of those good news stories. Yeah, I do. But, you you know, we could start off with, because I found that this was interesting, if I can pull it right back up here. Um, Your list. Dolly sends us a list of things. Talking about the Chinese New Year and the dragon. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. Yeah, well, basically, Walt, you probably know more about it. What? How do the Chinese? What are the? What, they have a, I, I don't know that. I just know that this, this year is the wooden dragon. And um, last year was it the white rabbit or something? What the heck was yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I gotta yeah. pull it up. Yeah. You're you're asking me questions about the uh, Chinese uh, calendar year. Yeah, well, how do they view view it? So I they have twelve suns. Like you know, they they they're uh, what do you call it? They um, they represent the 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 signs like they they have the year of the of the of the rooster, the year of the monkey, the year of the rat. They have different animals to denote a particular uh, astrological sign. So I don't know in in, in particular what what sign are we supposed to be crossing because it, it happens it it uh, it's it twelve signs per per year. So uh, I I don't know what's what's this, what this year is. It's a dragon. It's a dragon, and they call it the wooden dragon. Oh, okay. <clears throat> now I'm uh, gonna just. I'm gonna just. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go on. Well, I I was just gonna read what the um, astrologists are talking about here. I'm just gonna read it. It's from this article. I'll get you the link in a minute. I'll put uh, it in there. Okay. Thank you very much. Astrologists <laughs> speaking with Japan Times expect the year to be most rewarded to visionaries, risk takers, innovators, and problem solvers because the growth and versatility of wood will present more opportunities than normal to the dragon. While the West considers the dragon a symbol of fire, the dragon is naturally associated with water and as such, the water-associated signs of monkey and rat will also have especially auspicious years. Pigs and roosters will also benefit this year, with the roosters being of equally creative and, oh my goodness, vainglorious character as the dragon, standing to gain such a, gain much in certain situations. Those paired with the dragons in marriage or relationships should be wary of fire breathing, as bad luck and misfortune toll on a famous short-tempered. Instead, utilize wood's nature to nurture which will work especially well with wood and water dragons. So that's one version. I should have, well, it's one version of how they're talking about this. But um, dragons, I've told this story before, but it's a complicated remote viewing situation. But I ended up someplace where there was a a dragon, but not like, it was like a heat, like a, actively a human being, and it was pacing back and forth and back and forth, mumbling to itself. And then 
when it turned around to do another pass, it noticed me and pointed its finger at me and said, they have to see the dragons. And it, it kicked me out of the remote. Um, but that is that that phrase, they have to see the dragons. And now we're into the year of the dragon. When I saw that, Dolly, I went, well, <laughs> this is the year of the dragon. Maybe they'll see the dragons, whatever they, they mean by that. So thank you for oh, that. Oh, sorry, I was muted and talking to you. <laughs> Hopefully, it's, they'll see the dragons. Is this an incorrect question to ask the posse, or this is not this is not suitable for them? What question? Uh, about the the dragon. What about it? Well, the uh, Nancy saying that this is the beginning of the year of the wood dragon. Maybe yeah. they have they have uh, other other insight as to that tell us what does it mean for us on on how to apply it because it's at the end of the year of the water rabbit and the beginning of the year of the wood dragon. So what does it what does it mean? How was it? What does it portend for the rest of us? I mean, they're as confused as I am. <laughs> okay. About your question, I'm sorry, Walt. Okay. Can you think of a different way to say it, maybe? Well, in this thing, they're they're talking about uh, that the elements affect the the cycle. So even though the the calendar follows a twelve year cycle, it actually affects a sixty year cycle. So you so you have more years in it. So I don't know how how this play plays out because, like for example, um, uh, for example, this is for nineteen for someone born in 1964. This is the most unlucky year they will experience in their life. <laughs> so <laughs> thank God I wasn't born in 1964. So. Um, I, I guess it doesn't matter. We we don't deal in astrology anyway, so I, I was just curious. I think what he was asking is that what do, is there a significance to dragon in this year? Is it is dragon something that you know is? I mean, I think it probably is because the Chinese believe in it. Remember, reality is what you think it is. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a portion of the planet that believes in that that's in the cosmic you know super consciousness of humanity so if somebody tells you it's the year of the dragon it's likely because there's so much of this mm, tradition or you know myth involved in this that you, you're probably going to find the answer you don't all doing this at the subconscious level type of thing but you know you pull into it and you can't quite get the detailed concepts of within the 3d world but you're hearkening in that energy and you know it's very likely that yes just because so many people are believing in it the symbol of dragon will be uh you'll probably see it more let me mm. put it that way and oh boy we're getting uh tornado type sounds right now 
Ouch. So till nine o'clock. So, but anyway, yes. Um, the posse says we can say that uh, people will be encountering dragons, and they will. Some of them will think they're encountering. Uh, <clears throat> they're running into a a wall. They can't get much further. Well. Uh, it's because they have to acknowledge that they are uh, uh, having to deal with things that they have put off before. But now, it's like they're saying it's uh, the wooden drag, the wood dragon. You have to face this now. It's like your your wall is made of wood, and you look at it like this damn dragon won't stop bugging me. So you're going to have to deal with things you didn't want to deal with before, or something new that you think is getting in your way. All you have to do is deal with it. And it's not going to be easy for a lot of people, but it will be very easy for other people. So it depends on what people you are, how you're going to deal with it. Does does that answer what you're looking for? Yeah, it answers. It answers a lot of questions. The year of the dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be prepared. <laughs> now, did you want to go into the good news? Oh, sure, unless you got something else. Which one do you want me to read first, the car or the dog? Well, read the dog. Maybe we got time. we got half an hour. Okay. Let me I'm going to put this in uh, chat, the uh, the link, okay? The good news link or the the, the dog good, link? The dog link. Okay. Okay. This this comes from the site called Good News Network dot org. <clears throat> a teenager was having a stroke, but his dog helped save him, explains doctor. From the Washington Post comes the story of a family border collie whose five thirty AM wake up call saved the future and possibly the life of a family member. Danes and Amanda were woken up by their dog Axel early on a Saturday morning in their home in Spring, Texas, and they couldn't remember a time when he so desperately wanted to go outside, or so they thought. However, once taken downstairs by Danes, Axel began frantically clawing at the bedroom door of Amanda's son, Gabriel. Inside, Gabriel was already awake because he was having a stroke on the left side of his brain. The 17-year-old Gabriel had had a headache early in the day, he remembered, but it went away shortly after posing for his senior year school pictures in a black suit and bow tie. Coming home, he played some video games and then went to sleep, but woke up around five, walked into the living room, 
felt he couldn't move his right arm, fell over, watched the objects in the room seem to magnify, and decided to go back to sleep. Danes, upon hearing some of this from a visibly befuddled Gabriel with slurred speech, rushed him to a Memorial Hermann Health System hospital in Houston, where at approximately 6.30 a.m., doctors informed the family Gabriel was having a stroke after a blood vessel broke in his brain and cut off oxygen to millions of neurons. It's amazing how adamant a dog was, knowing something's going on, said Savi Effendi, a neurosurgeon who treated Gabriel and who told the family that if Axel hadn't intervened when he did, Gabriel might have been mute, wheelchair-bound, or worse. As it has happened, Gabriel's physical speech and behavioral therapy has restored much of his previous abilities. The goalkeeper for his high school soccer team regained his ability to walk, use his right arm to play his Nintendo Switch, talk clearly, and complete algebra problems on his laptop. He told the Washington Post he hopes to finish homeschooling this year and go to school for engineering next year as well as enroll for next year's squad and hopefully hold down the number one shirt between the posts. Dogs have been known to detect strokes in people. Regarding certain chemicals, the special, I can say this, bomber, nasal organ in their noses can detect changes in human physiology, which may include blood pressure. The American Heart Association has found that people living alone with a dog had a 27% better chance of surviving a stroke than those living alone. As to hero of the story, Amanda said that Axel has hardly left Gabriel's side since the September 8th discharge from the hospital. She has commissioned a medal to hang around the front of Axel's collar in honor of his life-saving support of her son. And that's it. Another animal story that's amazing. Yeah. But it happens all the time. It's just that sometimes it's reported and Dolly finds it and tells us. And then we go, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, do you feel up, up to reading another one? Do you want? Yeah. I okay. would like the car one. I hadn't re- read that, but I've just put it in the chat. Okay. This was reported from Good News Network on January 6th. Quick-thinking hero saves trapped woman and toddler from sinking car by lashing it to a bridge. 
A hero dad saved a woman and her three-year-old daughter after he saw their car being swept away in a flooded river. Liam Stitch leapt into action, fighting a raging torrent after hearing the woman screaming, Help me! Help me! Please save my baby! A video shows a woman's car being dragged under a footbridge as floods surged through Birmingham, England on Tuesday following Storm Hank, H-E-N-K. Not only did the 28-year-old dangle off the bridge and smash the rear passenger window, the quick-thinking dad used ratchet straps to lash the flat, the Fiat to the bridge to stop it from sinking. We were walking over a bridge, and I heard a woman screaming from inside a car. The front of her car was pointing down into the water, so I dangled off the bridge. I didn't want to make the situation worse by sinking the car with my body weight. I told the woman to remain calm and unwind her window and to hand me the child. The woman could only get her window halfway down, but he grabbed the baby and hurled her into the arms of his pregnant partner who was on the bridge. The highway engineer then sprinted back to his work van and grabbed a set of three-and-a-half-ton ratchet straps. Once the baby was safe, I ran to get the straps and climbed back to the car and smashed the back passenger window. I secured the car to the bridge with the ratchet strap so it wouldn't drift any further under the bridge. I then told the woman to climb into the back and get out the window. She managed to get out, and we held hands to jump together into the water after a count of three. The current was really strong, and I dragged her out of the water. West Midlands police hailed Liam a hero, but the modest dad of two insisted he just acted on instinct. I think if I hadn't done what I did, the car would have been dragged under the bridge and there would have been no way of getting them out. It was pure luck that we were there when it happened. Now here's my comment. They were there by divine interaction. (laughs) It wasn't just pure luck. He hopes people are educated about the danger of flooding. It had been raining heavily and the roads suddenly turned into rivers and the streams turned into raging rivers. The poor lady has lost her car and her shopping, which was in the back, but she and her daughter could have lost their lives. I love that story. Yeah, you got to feel that it was divinely inspired. Mm -hmm. But then you go back and you go like, well, why did it happen to begin with? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There must have been a lesson in it. Yeah. Somewhere. That's the way I look at that. Miracles happen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Miracles happen. 
Okay, then. So, um, golly gee, where are we at now? I'm trying to think what you got on your list here. Um, the maps. Why are oh, so many old maps covered in sea monsters? Nat Geo dives deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't they say that it was because of uh, whales and other things being not known by the seagoing people and that a lot of seagoing people died? So people thought there must be some story as to what, why they died. They weren't thinking in terms of, you know, the sicknesses that they get, all sorts of things, because they didn't have good water or, you know, good food, nourishment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, they say mortality of sailors on long-distance voyages was around 50% for much of the yeah. age of exploration. <laughs> and while this is mainly due to scurvy and other diseases, the fact that so few mariners returned home stroked the traditional fears of being gobbled up by a monster and must have been have deeply informed the, the map, map maker. Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of something that you would kind of know, you know what I'm saying? I didn't find that to be too, well, yeah. It just sort of like, what else would it be? But what is with these people that they would go on these voyages? Is there something wrong with me that I don't want to leave home? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to go on voyage, especially back then with those boats. Here's the link to that one, uh, to the map thing. I put it in the chat. I, I don't want to go on a boat today. Let alone a boat like back then. They're really tiny. Yeah. You know, like the Mayflower is very small. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It must have been just awful living there in Europe if they would take a chance with their children. Uh -huh. In many cases. Well, they didn't know any better. And we do. Well. They were fearless. They didn't uh, have to live for. I'm not sure which. They didn't know any better. Yeah. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Um. So, Walter, what what what's happening up there in Minnesota? Is it? Are you are you getting that storm that was going through? I I don't know the 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 guy. I went to buy the um. The propane tanks the today, and the guy said that the the weather they're forecasting really low weather like seven degrees something like that. It's Ooh. going to be really really cold. So so I thought oh oh you, oh jolly good, <laughs> it's gonna be so cold. <laughs> oh no 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 no. So lucky for you, you no longer live there. You moved out of the planet to another planet many, many years ago. <laughs> I just am so grateful that I don't have to go through those frigid things. I mean, it gets chilly down here, but, you know, oh, I, I no, I don't like even thinking about it. I don't know why I asked the question. I'm back. <laughs> You're back. Everything all right? Yeah. It, uh, it's just sounding. Every once in a while, it gets that ominous 
sound for the weather. Well, the yeah. the the air. I looked it up while you were talking there because you were talking about weather and flooding and stuff, and uh-huh. I looked it up and I saw the map. The line of and it's it's kind of a freaky line. I have not seen that kind of a line ever. I should. How do I take a picture of the print screen on the weather map there? Um, but it's a very thin line comparatively that is the tail end of it is going to go over my property, which is, does it, I've got like light rain, it looks like, but there's this unbelievably, you know, white and yellow strip in the middle that means the, the, the worst kind of weather, right? Yes. Yeah. It's very short in duration, and it's already gone by you. Oh, I must be here in the tail end. Well, yeah, I think the tornadoes can be brought up because of these outside of the actual storm itself. I'm not sure about that, but I think that because of the, you know, the atmosphere being all jumping around. It's very weird, the sound. I, I haven't heard it quite like this. And uh, the sound and the feel, well, we can, the atmosphere feel, that's right. strange. Well, it kind of looks like it might be artificial, to be honest with you. Oh, oh, no wonder I, I understand now. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> I mean, the weather modification is, is something that, I don't know how, I'd like to talk to farmers, you know, like, do you think the weather is, is doing weird things because they watch the weather all the time or native people, you know, what do you think is happening up there? Of course, native people probably aren't seeing the manipulation because they're manipulating it over areas they want (laughs) to bug. Yeah. Because they, they did throw, because, uh, um, Florida is uh, uh, does have a, a large number of tornadoes, but they're very small, and a lot of them are over the ocean. You don't normally see a powerful tornado come in and do real, real damage. But they just had one, and I think it was the front of this storm, on the uh, Gulf Coast. Did you see A those? water spout or a tornado? No, it was a tornado. Well, oh. water spout is a tornado yeah on the water the water and then it's a tornado on land yeah. um but the it hit a bunch of beach houses what could you know the way they cover these stories it could have been two beach houses <laughs> but <it's, laughs> yeah. you, know, you don't really have a perspective on how many um but the devastation inside that house was pretty extensive much more than I remember seeing from a normal tornado. So maybe they're practicing on how to make big tornadoes over the state of Florida and attack us. Weather. weather. That's what we need. We already had the hurricanes followed by tornadoes or or with tornadoes. (laughs) Weather warfare. (laughs) But we have the thing called the eagle. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, but you should be okay there, De- Dolly. Cool. Based on what I saw. <clears throat> Good. <laughs> but if, they're, if they're messing with it, who knows? I know. <laughs> That's just the thing. You just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. 
Okay, so I have a question for you. Do you think Michelle Obama is running for president? You asking me? Yeah. I don't call it the female name. I call it Michael. (laughs) And uh, I really don't know. I haven't been watching TV. I have nothing to go on other than the fact that I don't like him. (laughs) <laughs> and that's not the way to judge is somebody going to run for president <laughs> I don't know for those, for those people who don't know um, there is it's not just Dolly saying this okay um, one of Tucker Carlson's he's got a new channel on TuckerCarlson.tv I think it is he's got a new channel up he also was doing uh, Twitter the last I looked but I did subscribe to his uh, his new 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 network, and he had a guy on there that was obviously gay. I mean, proud of it, and he tells an amazing story about one of the trysts he had was with Obama. Um, but it goes on from there because, well, Dolly, you I said to you one time, I said, why do you think that? Michelle Obama is actually a man. And you said to me, do you remember what you said to me? Yeah, because you could see the 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 peepee through the dress. <laughs> but I mean, it's not just you. There's a lot of people out there that that make slide comments. And he adjusts it all the time. Oh, I don't watch him her whatever. But um, no, and this is why I wouldn't I wouldn't think that he, she, whatever would run if it's if she's really a he. Because this information is coming out. And if she was to run, then people would be going nuts all the time, because I mean, one of the things that they they point to is that she's had two babies and nobody's got a picture of her pregnant. And she was <laughs> a public figure. <laughs> picture of him pregnant. Yeah, it, it's, it's not like Obama is like the most faithful companion you can have. Because with, with this guy, he at least twice he slept with this guy. So obviously he, did, he didn't care about being loyal to his partner. Actually, I think he did that when he was younger with that guy. Oh. I don't know about later, but he sounded younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not sure at all, but she's out there on the uh, television circuit, and she's she's terrified for the future of the United States. Oh. You know? Uh-huh. The Fox people were saying, sounds like she's running. Yeah. And then yeah. Obama himself came out and said uh, uh, they've got to do something about this uh, Biden thing. He's going to lose. we got to take over, basically, is what he said. <laughs> so, well, who do you think is really behind the, the head of the, Ob- the Biden group? Well, it's not Biden. Some clone? I'm assuming it's Obama. You know? I, I, I don't know. 
I have every once in a while. I think, oh, it's got to be Obama, but then I don't know. The the way the weird it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I I mean, you know, again, the Chronicles, Cosmic Reality Chronicles. That is got. Is, we talked about so many weird things all through these years. Yeah. And you know, basically, we're still talking about very weird things. And we don't know exactly what is the truth. It's almost like, it's kind of like watching that January 6th program where they got the four screens going at the same time. Yeah. You know, or like some of these football television sets, you know, they'll have four different games on up on the screen. Uh-huh. It's like that. You got We've got all these little stories that are being told. And we get fixated on one, and, and the Chronicles are good for this. I mean, just from the, the, the perspective of going back in time and remembering things that you had forgotten, that at the time were like, oh, my God, you believe that, you know? Um, it's fun. It's fun to listen to the shows. But th- this, this concept of all these different stories, and we can't quite say definitively, well, it's this, that, or the other thing. But as we go down this path, it's it is like you said, you know, things are going to be displayed. I mean, that video of the 6th of January is going to blow a whole bunch of minds. Yep. Because. OK, the uh, Tucker Carlson, when he put out that that blip of things, he was proving that the officer they said was killed with a uh a fire extinguisher hitting him in the head was alive after he was supposed to have been hit and it pointing out that the guy that was the shaman thing, you know, dressed up how he was being taken from here to there. And, you know, you didn't see all the violence that was actually being demonstrated again, mostly by the police right? surrounding the building. So you take a group of, people that believe it was an insurrection and people and other people that say no it wasn't it was a peaceful demonstration that you know none of that happened and you put them in the same theater and you show them that it shows that both perspectives are true be depending on what you were presented with you know because right. it's all there it's like I saw all the stuff that they showed in the video that showed that it was not the protesters that were causing all of this. You got people walking around, nobody, police saying hi and them saying thank you for your service to the police. I mean, doing this thing. You see that and you yeah. also see the violence. But in this case, they are sort of focusing on the beginning of the violence and then you see the same people that are at the root of when it got violent. You know, uh, it, 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 to me, so both groups of people then can see, see this real story, not the presentation that they've been living with. And I, I mean, in that category, I didn't realize there was that much violence or that it was so extreme. I didn't ever hear about it being, it was they broke into the Congress. Yeah, in three different points. <laughs> Well, they weren't going to let us know or see that, like the police said, they were set up. Yeah. It was the demons running that charade. 
Yeah. They were set up. <laughs> it's, uh... But we're seeing this more and more. Yes. You know, like yeah. that, thing, that weird thing we talked about on, um, on, say what, the Miami ET thing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, okay, so we had this weird thing that happened that, you know, I mean, I'm talking that there looked like there was at least 30 police cars there, maybe more because it went out of the the screen uh, of the video. Now, I mean, we heard that it was 60. Somebody said it was 60. Running down to the mall, the Bayside Mall, and the only reports coming out are something about people seeing ETs, big seven to eight foot ETs walking around. And the scanners were off. The police scanners had been turned off by the police. And this one father, who was also a police officer, was asked by his son. The son was recording the cell phone conversation. You know, Dad, what do you know about this? And the father said, I can't talk about it. And, I mean, the son kept trying to get, and his father's going, I don't know what else to tell you. I cannot talk about it. Um, so there's something that happened there. And so now you have this image of ETs showing up places. It's like, watch what they're doing. They're setting us up. They're it's giving a false flag thing. Yeah, it's a bunch of them. Little yeah. ones, little teen yeah. ones in all sorts of ways. It's it's fascinating. And if you if you're not getting fooled by the the story, you know, if you're not falling for the story and you're just looking at the big story, you know, um it's really very interesting to see. I wonder how many people are going to fall for this. I do too. I <laughs> yeah. really do. It's a, it, it's the thing I I want to say this. Uh, did you watch that Lions game? The Lions game? No. Well, the Lions get down to the last few seconds of the game. The score is one point different. The Lions make a touchdown. The uh, after the touchdown and celebration for it, and everybody's all excited. The ump calls it and says, "No, they didn't make a touchdown because this certain guy that made the touchdown didn't come to me and say he was legal player in the game. It was a different guy." And then, so the game is declared. Not won by the Lions, but by the other game. Okay, that was Kansas City. Yes, I did see that. That was a couple of weeks ago. Well, Shannon and I were watching that, and I don't usually watch football or anything. I really got pissed. And Shannon said, well, we do know money talks. Yeah. And uh, then... I they did not this affected so many people this affected so many other teams and it's right there blatantly in our faces that was strictly money talked in that they pulled back that they, 
the touchdown by the Lions, I don't care if who it was made by, who teams were playing, that touchdown was pulled back and refused because that money talked. And they're, they're right in our faces. Okay, calm myself down. I think that was Kansas City. I'm trying to remember now. Because was a, there was another situation with Kansas City. See, I watch these games. I don't remember what teams played. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? it, it, like, like we've been told, we are going to be shown this year what has been going on behind the scenes. We are, and it's, I feel like it's coming at me so fast I can't keep up with with it uh, the truth coming out well we can keep up with it we can keep up with it we're good we're good <laughs> we got to keep up with it <laughs> yeah we got to share it with people it's because i don't know how many people would look at it and say oh yeah that was one of those paid off uh acts in the game but this time they showed it to us Blatantly, right. A few, actually, it's happened a few times this season, where the refs were the ones that won the won or lost the game. Yeah. Um, okay. Tomorrow we got Radio Five G, and I highly recommend it because we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. And Dolly, um, the the guy that's talking is a whistleblower from Google. And he gets into some kind of science, techie stuff that you might not be following. Uh-huh. It's an interesting, interesting conversation. Try to get through that. Because here you've got two deep thinkers. You know, you've got Mike Adams and you've got um, Zach. Oh, I forget what his last name is. Begins with a V, but he's a whistleblower from Google. And they're talking about this transition in AI where they went from this one programming that was like elementary school to a point where it's like somebody's studying for their doctorate. And the thing that surprised them was that they, the, the machine started to make assumptions and make decisions that it was never programmed for. It's fascinating. And at one point they got into talking about background people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean this is it's an it's a well worth the hour listen. You know you don't have to listen to myself and Mark, although we were we we were really on top of it. It was just fascinating. You'd probably like that one too, Walt, because it was you know just really a lot of computer type of stuff. But you you could follow it. I mean you know I mean. I had to look certain things up, but in the beginning of the show, I say these are terms that you're going to hear them talking about. Uh, and, it's, and essentially, it comes down to doing analysis on what it would take to get a certain number of words in in a particular order. And there was no way the machines could be able to do what they were doing. Anyway, we're at the end of the uh, the show here. You guys want to say good night, Walt? You want to start it out? Well, good night, everyone. It's been lovely having you here tonight. So, have a super night. Don't forget love blankets, y'all. And thanks for being here. Yes, and thank you both for being here. It uh, 
I'm hoping we did a good job for everybody. We're back uh, together. We're back together, and that's that's really all that's important that we're back together again. Preaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.